Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about Fortnite coming back to mobile. Wait a second. I thought they got kicked off of, 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 of iOS devices. They did get kicked off, and I don't remember why. I think it was because they were they were selling things, they breached in terms of service somehow, or something. Well, was that the excuse? Yeah, they didn't want to go through. They didn't want to go through Apple. The cert process. As they're like, yeah, and so then they they went to court over this. Um, I remember and, that. Uh, that's kind of still developing. Uh, Who won well, the court case? They both lost. I don't. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, basically, uh, Apple has to allow uh, people to be able to purchase things from other sites and then be able to access them on their devices, kind of a la, like, uh, uh, Amazon, like the way Amazon does, like, like Comixology or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they have to allow that and by, you know, legally. Um, but, uh, it was totally fine for them to kick Fortnite off of their platform because they broke the terms of service. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later and uh, how that's happening. And we have some news. But first, John, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. Uh, so I am almost done with Tunic. Uh, and at the end of that game, there is like a, a boss. Like, so this is, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like there's a boss. And the game in itself, the boss fights in particular are pretty difficult. Um, and so like I went up against the boss a couple times and I was like, hmm. You know what? I haven't collected all of the collectibles. So I don't know if there's like multiple endings to this game. I assume there are going to be because if you can beat the game without like some of the collectibles, I would like the way based on the way that this game is, I would assume that the ending is different than if you um, collect everything and then beat it. And so I was like, this boss is so hard that I do not want to do this twice. So I was like, okay, let me just peace out for a minute and collect everything. And so that's where I'm at. I'm in at the collect everything um, phase of the end of Tunic. And then I'll go back and, and beat the boss. I, I came ridiculously close to beating the boss. Like I had him down and then uh, there's a whole second phase of the boss fight. Um, and I was unprepared for the second phase. I basically got, got three quarters of the way to beating this boss and then lost. And then I was like, mm, this is hard enough to where I definitely would like to only do this once to see the true ending of this game. And so, uh, so now I'm, I'm, I'm ensuring my success at seeing the true ending of the game whenever I finally, uh, am able to beat the boss. So that's where I'm at in Tunic and, uh, it's a blast. It's still ridiculously fun. All of the puzzles are mind bending and you feel like a genius whenever you solve them nice that's awesome i still need to play it it sounds sounds I, uh sounds fun i feel like you would love it i feel like yeah. aside from like some of the like boss difficulty kind of things you would love it but it is very fair in uh in those those difficulty moments nice, nice. and you can also like now that i'm um I'm going through like some of these like puzzles. I'm also earning uh, earning the currency, like the gold coins or whatever. And so basically, I'm going to go into this boss fight stocked, like armed to the teeth with bombs to just 
chuck at this boss from uh, from a distance. And so hopefully it'll go a little bit more smoothly because before I was like working off of like 10 bombs. Um, and now that I have like essentially like a ridiculous amount of coins that I don't don't know what else I'll do with. I'm just going to stock up on a ton of coin or a ton of bombs before I go into this this boss battle. It'll be great. Nice. Um, but that's what I've been up to this week. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Yeah, uh, just a couple things. Um, I've been uh, so I finished the Netflix series Murderville. Did I talk about this on the podcast yet? Yes. How yeah. How did you like it? Whenever you Great. basically watched like a first episode or the first two yeah, episodes, yeah. was it good? I mean, yeah. Overall, I think it was a really good series. The season was pretty cool. I mean, it was a cool concept. Um, and uh, I I would love to see it again. Um, I think that, uh, it would be interesting. Like, I think they kind of got their stride of like, okay, here's all the, here's the cool, the things we need to do. Um, like as the episodes went on, you know, made the, mm. the, the situations more like improv where the other person's forced to do improv, mm-hmm. um, versus just deal with, uh, Will Arnett's antics, which I think are also funny and hilarious. I mean, it was both, they were both good, but anyway, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. Um, it didn't really leave it open for a uh, for another season. Not really. I mean, I guess they, they could. It just it you know didn't like end on a cliffhanger or something like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they they do another one. Um, so I watched that, and uh, then I've been playing some Warzone, John. It's season three of the new version of Warzone. Whatever. I don't even know. Like I don't even know what like why it's like. This is like the, the third season three. <laughs> At it's, this point. it's it's it, uh, i feel like Fortnite really did like d- determine the best way to that it's like season whatever of chapter whatever right like that feels like that's oh, like chapters, the best yeah. way to yeah, do I mean, it and because yeah, Fortnite no did it here. now call of duty is just refusing to do that even though it's the best way yeah i mean you know <laughs> i don't even know dude um and so anyway th- this season uh, they are teasing Godzilla and King Kong. Yes, I, and I was about to tell you, I have I have reinstalled it. Oh, nice! Because of the Godzilla and the King, you know well, me, Chris. Like right now, there's no Godzilla or King Kong. I love me here. some some Godzilla, and and you know I'm okay on some King Kong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I I am looking forward to whatever ends up happening. I hope it's cool and not lame. Obviously, I mean, and, uh, what can possibly, what could it possibly be, Chris? I mean, I it's uh, well, there's probably going to be fighting like Godzilla and Kong during the match. Like that's what's got to be, right? Which that would be cool, it, but like it depends on. Yes, yes, that would be cool. As to what happens, I don't know. It depends on how how actually how big King Kong and Godzilla are in this. Um. There's a giant axe that appeared yesterday in the middle of the map, or at least we didn't notice it until yesterday. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be gigantic. That's what I think, and that's what I hope. Like, but I, I don't know if it's like okay, like you know, are they going to just like traipse through the map, you know, in the the ending circle and just crush everyone, or is this you know some kind of game mode, the exclusive game mode, where we're mm. going to have to do some kind of like. Uh, tasks with with them fighting on the map i don't know i don't know hmm. i don't know I, I i'm here for it but i have no idea what's gonna happen yeah, yeah i also yeah. don't know when it's gonna happen uh dude i'm i'm down i whatever it is I, i've got to get in on the on i think it's the 11th and experience this 
because um, yeah. I've re- I, I deleted some things. I deleted some things, and uh, and to, in order to, to play this again, and it's gonna be great. I, you know, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we we uh, yeah. Either way, I'm playing. I'm playing it. I'm enjoying the new season. We won twice last night for the first time in a while. Um, so I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. I uh, am interested to see how my skills like will stand up after having like not played this game at all in the most like it, I haven't I have never dropped on the island. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all has changed and how it, I, I, I fare um, playing this. So, yeah, that's what I would up to, John. Well, Chris, then I think that it's time for the news. The news! Um, the news, John. The main, I think, the only piece of news. Do we have more than one piece? Of, oh no, we have two pieces. We have, of news. We have like two. We have two. Which one do you want to start with, Chris? Let's start with uh, uh, the one that I have least to talk about, with it, which is Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, along the lines, if anyone has been, you know listening to you know this podcast or following like gaming news like there's been a slew of acquisitions uh big acquisitions high profile acquisitions in the gaming space whether it's microsoft buying activision or whether it's sony buying bungie or whether it's now square enix selling off Crystal Dyn- oh, let's see. I'll, I'll read it. I'll, I'll, I'll get the facts right the first time so I don't have to, to do it. So I'm going to read from a news article from IGN. And let me see. I'm just going to get this pulled up here. So it is Embracer Group enters into agreement to acquire Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million. Uh, the Embrace Group has entered into an agreement to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and a catalog of IPs, including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and more. Then, f- uh, yeah, so more than 50 back catalog games from Square Enix Holdings for $300 million. So they, do they? Uh, sorry, just to clarify, do they own Square Enix now? No, they basically just sold off three of their Western studios uh, and some IP along with those Western studios. Um, Weird. Yeah, so Square Enix still does like Final Fantasy, like so. Th- that's part of like what what this is all. Um, like I saw this and I was like, man, that seems like a low price to pay for some really good IP and really like good studios um for like crystal dynamics and stuff um and just tomb raider in general like lara croft like if i think about gaming like icons or like you know mascots or whatever it's like lara croft is pretty far up there in recognizability as the tomb raider you know you have like you know mario sonic you know lara croft (laughs) it's like she's 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 pretty far up there um but like if 300 million doesn't seem like enough to me, but uh, Square Enix has been talking about like for, for years since the, uh, since the Tomb Raider reboot about how those games have been like underperforming, even though they perform really well. Um, let me see. I, there was a, there was an article I had pulled up earlier. Let me see if I can find exactly. Well, they've that. always had like, they've always had like trouble, like 
I feel like funding these and and then recouping. I mean, that's why they had like yeah. some the exclusivity deal they they had with Microsoft for. Uh, didn't they have that? Did they have it for the second one or the last one? I don't even remember. It was the second no. one. Yeah, yeah. Where they had the timed exclusivity window with Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So here's an article from uh, from 2013 where it says Square Enix games sell strong but fail to hit targets. And so, uh, so as part of the fi- latest financial report, it was revealed that Tomb Raider has managed to sell, to ship 3.4 million copies. Um, so, like you know, 3.4 million copies is not a small amount. Um, and all of that's only physical. That's not uh, digital. That uh, in 2013 they didn't roll digital sales into that. So, um, yeah. So it's like it's so it has they just hasn't met their their um, profitability standards. And apparently they you know Crystal or uh, Square Enix has had like a rough like couple of years here as far as like releases go um, with uh, Avengers underperforming. And then um, another there was another thing that didn't sell well for them. So basically, they're doubling down on their Final Fantasy stuff, and then they're selling off all of these Western studios um, to the Embracer Group. Weird. I mean, I hope you know they do something cool with it. I mean, I heard that like we, I feel like it was like just a few weeks ago or a month ago or something like that that they were saying another uh, Laura Croft game is in the works. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was early April. So yeah, it was like a month ago, and it was un- in Unreal Engine Five. Is and I can't. I don't remember if it was a sequel to the the Tomb Raider games or if it was just a complete reboot. They didn't say. They like didn't they were say. pretty vague. They were pretty vague about like what that would be. But I, I, the way that the last game left it, I would assume that maybe that they were like they would continue that. But like then again, I don't know. You know. I mean, I don't really know the the point behind you know rebooting it entirely. Like I don't know that yeah. it really even matters that much especially like that trilogy's done that was kind of like the beginning of Laura Croft uh you know just continuing that on and and you know doing another trilogy wouldn't be out of the question for me yeah it's interesting um that the like so the embracer group the people that are buy, buying them this is THQ Nordic um and so the, like they they own a lot of things they've been buying up a lot of studios um, over the last like few years and uh, kind of just like have swept in like they they have uh, let me see let me let me find a, a list of like a lot of their holdings here they own a lot of the THQ uh, games and IP they own Dark Horse Comics they what? own yeah they own Dark Horse Comics they own Gearbox which is uh, and they own uh, Saber Interactive and 3D Realms yeah so it's it, there's just they own a lot of IP and they own a lot of studios that are fairly well known, and then Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> Weird, dude. Yeah, and so like, and the thing that I will say about like this group is that every time whenever they've bought like older games IP, they'll put out like remasters. Like they did like uh, I think it was the SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom uh, remaster or whatever most recently, and then they'll put out like older games and make them available. So like they kind of have a, a good record of like putting out older ip to consume so like hopefully like some older tomb raider games get ported over or something like that'd be super cool um they've got a lot of different studios that could possibly do it saber interactive is known for their uh their porting and uh remastering of games so um 
Yeah, dude. I, I I don't know. It's hopefully it's a it's a better situation for uh for these studios and these teams than were uh with with Square and uh, yeah. especially if Square was constantly going, man, you're not meeting our sales expectations, and uh, the Embracer Group goes, hey, we know what your sales are gonna look like, and we will be fine with that. So right. All right. What else do we have? We have remember. one other piece of news okay. about E3 or the lack of oh, E3. Yeah. Well, the week of the week of uh, Xbox is, uh, the or I guess the week before technically, right? Yeah. E- Xbox's conference. Uh, Six days before. The yes. Summer Games Fest is going to be streamed live and into theaters. Yeah, and it, like not only that, like. There's uh Jeff Keighley tweeted out. He said something about um. So he says, "Don't miss Summer Game Fest." Blah, blah, blah. Uh, IMAX is teaming with us for Summer Games Fest in, on June 9th and the Game Awards in December. Yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see how like if if uh, other companies start jumping on the same bandwagon and and uh, doing conferences that week. It'd be pretty cool just to kind of like have a a non E3 E3. Yeah, and I guess like that's you know. If if we can have some uh, semblance of through E3 without the actual event being in, in place, um, that would be nice as a as a consumer. If it was all rapid fire, kind of all within that six day kind of period there. Totally, that's the news. All right, John. Main segment. We're talking about Fortnite back on iOS. Back. Uh, made possible by Xbox. And their game streaming to mobile devices. XCloud, which is not called XCloud anymore, I don't think. Is it? I, I don't. I'm the wrong person to ask. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, let me let me pull it up. But I think it, I don't think it's called uh, XCloud anymore. I'm pretty sure that they have uh, rebranded. Uh, it's Xbox Cloud Gaming. So, yeah. So, it's, it's just uh, expanded out. Um, so, uh, you know, this, this is the thing, uh, if we can, like, I haven't tested it out. I want to test it out. And like, if this could be a, you know, I mean, I used to play Fortnite, not, I wouldn't say a lot is probably the wrong word, but quite a bit on my mobile device. And I felt like it was pretty intuitive and pretty good and pretty fun. Uh, if this can be the same kind of thing, I could see it, it uh, really performing, being popular. I mean, that was the that was the whole thing like back in the day with Fortnite when it was like super popular. Like it was you know kids getting their phones banned and taken away in school classrooms because they were playing Fortnite when they were supposed to be doing their lessons, you know. And uh, I mean, it was, uh, it was a whole whole hubbub. I don't even I don't even remember. I don't, like it was just like wow, why is this is just insane, insanity. But uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that I guess coming again. I mean, possibly. I mean, the whole like not being on iOS, that kind of was the was the thing that like took it away from being the thing, I feel like. Like wh- and and whenever that that kind of happened, like kids were legitimately just really upset about it. Like I mean, I feel like, like people were very upset about this mobile game not being available on iOS devices. Um and like rightfully so, but like also, you know, cuz like oh, all of a sudden you just can't play the game that you really love on an iOS device anymore. Um, but now you can, and it does have touch controls and it is free uh, for like, it's cause it's a free to play game. I believe that it's free for everyone. <laughs> like, I don't think you even need like a, uh, an X cloud thing. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's a, Fortnite is now available on Xbox Cloud Gaming for free. So anybody with an iOS device or any device can try out um, the the cloud gaming situation uh, as well. Like that's another another interesting thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you don't have to be a subscriber to uh, XCloud or Xbox Live Gold or I don't even know what you had to have be a, be subscribed to in the past to use that. Like that's super interesting that it's like hey. Now anybody can just try uh, game streaming from your mobile device, and you know, so give give that a shot. Um, you can also connect it. Just as a reminder, you can connect like sync any Bluetooth controller to your iOS devices, um, and it works really well. Um, I have a little clip for my Xbox controller that I just clip my phone into, and uh, and it works really well um, as a like a little mobile Xbox gaming device. Um, the uh i'm in i'm interested not only in the fact that like hey yeah we can play this mobile again hey it's got touch screen controls but i'm also interested in how does the latency for from game streaming perform on a game like fortnite like is that is that a big deal is it comparable to the other mobile version that the old mobile version that they used to have so these are all things that i'm uh, i'm curious about yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll try it out. I'll see. I'll see what happens. I'm real interested in this new, like, no build mode. Dude, same, same. Um, and every time I see it, I'm always like, it, it, it seems like to be speaking to me, Chris. They're marketing it directly at my face. Every time they're like, you don't have to build. And I'm like, ooh, that does sound pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that's that's all I really have to say about this, John. <laughs> yeah, same, same. It's uh, it's cool. I I am interested in them bringing more free play, free to play like uh, games to this type of a service. Um, and they have said that they're interested in doing that. So it says, uh, quote, uh, Microsoft will look to bring more free to play titles uh, through the cloud. Quote, uh, on average, Xbox Game Pass players who use the cloud discover and play nearly twice as many games as Xbox. Game Pass members who don't play on the cloud. Um, no mm. installation or membership is required. So, yeah. Nice. So maybe we'll see more of these games come for everybody. And uh, it is interesting. Like, they've got to be pretty confident in the fact that, like, their, their game streaming um, holds up um, to open it to the, the just general public like this. So pretty cool to see that, too. All right. That's, uh, that's it for, uh, for tonight. Um, you can find us online at sandtargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250 and johnwright777 and at sandtargetpod please go to your podcast surface of choice review us, tell your friends about us we really appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target